All right, what is up, everybody? We are back with episode two, The War Room. I'm your host, Keith Corbliss. Of course, I'm here with my awesome co-host, John Moynihan, a.k.a. J-Mo. What's going on? And today, we actually have our first guest. Just some accolades about him. He is a Texas Rangers uh, prospect. He's got drafted in the 28th round in the 2019 draft. He is from Hillsdale College in Michigan. Uh, his junior year, he hit 370 with 10 home runs and 21 steals. Second team, all great Midwest as a sophomore. It is Jake Hoover. What's up, Jake? Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? Thanks for having me on today. Thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. You know, it's not easy being the first guest. And, uh, you know, we're just going to have some fun, talk some baseball today. Sounds good, guys. I'm ready. All right, Jake. So we, uh, you actually kind of have uh, an interesting path to the draft, per se. Uh, so I found out Hillsdale College is D2 and has only 1,500 students. Is that correct? Yeah, it's pretty small. Um, so, like, my question is, um, you know, why uh, Hillsdale in particular? And kind of uh, when did you realize during your college career that, uh, you know, you, you could take this super serious? Because, like, you were one of the – you were the first player in over 30 years at Hillsdale to get selected um yeah. in the draft so when, when did you realize okay like the MLB is like something super serious and like can actually happen uh well I mean, I mean growing up I always thought that you know as a kid you're growing up you always think you're going to be certain things and you know one of those things was playing baseball I always wanted to play baseball at the professional level at some point sure so I think that dream was always in the back of my head regardless of where I was at with I was 12 years old or you know the age I am now um so yeah I think I think my after my sophomore year at Hillsdale I had a pretty decent year and got some attention I think that's when it really started to click when I was like okay this might be an actual opportunity that's awesome so scouts started popping up and you're like it's go time uh yeah it was it was kind of a funny story they were there to see a, a Brad Wilson who was taken I think in the 14th round of out of Ohio Dominican he's a pitcher and from the last time I checked, he's been scooting up pretty quick. So he might be in the big leagues here pretty soon. Dang. But uh, I ended up hitting a home run off of him in a big game against them. And I think that's how I actually got one of my scouts to give some attention to me. That's crazy. That's sick. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So coming, coming from Armada, Michigan, Hillsdale is about two, two and a half hours from home. Can you walk us a little bit through your recruiting process out of high school? Um, did you get any – attention from any bigger schools or kind of what made Hillsdale home? Did you always want to stay close to home? Uh, no, I wasn't really prepared. Thanks again. Thank you for the question, but I wasn't really prepared, you know, to go, uh, I guess, crazy far, but I also wasn't looking to go, you know, within Michigan, any, any place that I could play baseball at and have an opportunity to play there was kind of, you know, what I was looking to do. Uh, I wasn't heavily recruited out of high school. I was, I was pretty small, a lot, really, really undersized, skillful. Uh, and toolsy, but definitely undersized. Um, my junior year, I ended up blowing my knee out, and I was headed down to Bradenton, Florida, to play with Baseball Factory's All-American team. And so I never got that opportunity. And a bunch of, uh, I wouldn't say scholarships that were going to be presented to me, but a couple of teams that I was, you know, pretty fond of stopped talking to me, uh, a bunch of Division ones too. So that, that route kind of left, you know, after my junior year and actually getting hurt. Uh, which led me, you know, to Hillsdale, and uh, I can't, you know, I'm really thankful for one being 
part of that program, but two, finding it in the way it happened, I don't think I'd ever change it, you know, ever again, even if I were to do it all over again. That's awesome. Um, so one of the things, uh, you know, that I kind of, what was kind of like the draft process like for you? And obviously, you know, the 20, you didn't get to play in 2020 because of COVID reasons, but um, kind of what has been your preparation from draft day through your 2019 season and kind of like, what have you been trying to work out for 2020 and, you know, years to go? So this, this upcoming season, well, obviously I was, I think after I'll start at spring training, I got pretty excited, you know, for this upcoming spring training being my first one uh, this year. I, one of my buddies and I drove down about a month early to spring training from Michigan. I picked him up on the way, he lived in Indiana and we made a trip out of it for about three or four days, got down to AZ and started training um, in the mini camp, the early camps there and, you know, worked our way through and eventually got through and COVID hit and they sent us all home. So for the next month and a half, I was, I don't want to throw around the word depressed because that's unfortunately, you know, that, that is an actual problem, but I think I was a little depressed to a certain extent. I, you know, I, it was pretty tough on, you know, everybody is, especially players, especially new guys who were excited to get ready to roll. Yeah. Um, but uh, the first, in terms of like the Rangers and my recruiting process, uh, like I said, it started with that home run at Ohio Dominican. Um, Chris, my uh, my area scout, was there to see him. I'm pretty sure. I ended up taking him off the scoreboard in right center uh, to give us a two run lead, I think. And that was my first career home run ever. Like I didn't, I had never even smelled a home run before. <laughs> And so that was kind of the beginning of it. I ended up hitting one more that season, I think. And uh, that's how this, that's how it kind of started and got some attention too, because I had made three or I think I had made a couple of plays that were pretty, pretty outstanding in the field in that series itself. So that kind of helped as well. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of how it all kicked off. And then from there, I just, you know, constant communication um, pre-draft camps, stuff like that, you know, doing well at those. I went to a pre-draft camp down in Atlanta, Georgia. I think I ended up running like a 6-2-60 down there and doing really well in the infield, and that kind of helped my draft stock a little bit. Um, but for the most part, just being in front of the guys, talking to them, and then obviously just having a good year my junior year, that definitely helped as well. For sure. Yeah, speaking speaking on your game, like you said, we were going through your Instagram a little bit. You play some unbelievable defense as well as can handle the bat. Uh, what – what do you think is the – what do you pride yourself most on, your defensive ability, your offense, the speed on the base pass? Um, I think – I mean, I, I think my athleticism plays more into my, my glove and my defensive abilities, and I think that my biggest part of my game and my strongest part of my game is just my innate ability to be – I don't know, to, to have the, the opportunities to make plays. And I, I guess an easy way to put it is to be athletic. Um, I've always prided myself on my glove growing up. I liked making plays in the infield. I enjoyed being out there on the dirt just because when I was younger, I was undersized and I wasn't a very good hitter. I couldn't hit the ball very hard. I couldn't hit it very far. So I had to do a lot of the other things correctly before I could, you know, eventually get bigger and stronger as I grew older. Um, as of right now, I think I pride myself in both things. I take pretty good pride in my swing and in my bat. I've been struggling here in this indie ball league, but it was – it was tough, you know, not seeing anything for about three or four months. Yeah, exactly. Going yeah. right into it. So that was a little tough, but uh, it's been a humbling moment, definitely. But uh, defensively, you know, I, I didn't really skip a beat, so that was kind of nice. 
Um, no, yeah, the we spring- saw. On, go sorry. ahead. We saw on your Instagram. We saw you cover a lot of ground. You definitely got a slick glove. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I try. I try to. I'm just out there doing my best. I get paid to do it, so I might as well do my best, right? <laughs> True. Um. So, um, some of the things that. So we discussed a little bit about the recruitment process. You know, what has been your thoughts on um, kind of like this 60-game season? What do, you, what do you think about that? And like, you know, um, yeah, just like what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, without getting too personal about it, obviously the 60-game season is unfortunate for everybody. You know, it, it cuts down. It cut down the draft. I mean, we, we only saw, what, five rounds of the draft this year instead of yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. So you have a ton of guys who didn't get drafted who had opportunities. I know one of them, um, I spent a lot of time. My girlfriend actually went to Western Michigan, and there's a player there that was had really good stats, really toolsy. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. I think he played in the uh, Cape last year and played in the Northwoods this year. Um, but should was was supposed to be a draft pick and never got picked, and, uh, so guys like that you're seeing right that are right on the bubble, probably guys like me who was I'm a 28th rounder probably wouldn't have been selected in this year's draft. So very unfortunate for guys like me who you know obviously missed the cut by a year. Um, but in terms of the 60 game season, I think it's great. Obviously we were we were all pretty certain that the season wasn't going to happen, and then obviously yeah. we figured it out. Got a 60 you know 60 game season, and and I'm enjoying watching you know a lot of the guys, a lot of my buddies who are my friends too. Uh, you know, and make the opportunity to get called up and make it to the big leagues and have an opportunity to play there as well through our organization. And then in terms of just watching baseball in general, just enjoying it again. Yeah, for sure. That's what we were kind of talking about too on our last episode. We were saying how, you know, we're super happy that's back. And, you know, it was definitely messy with the negotiations and stuff like that. And then yeah. on top of, you know, we honestly, once the Marlins outbreak happened, I was like, uh, I don't know if this is going to be uh, be going too much longer, but they, they really did uh, – you know, buckle down and finish up, which is kind of nice to see. Um, yes, sir. So what is, um, you know, you, you see a lot of like, you know, the minor league grind, right? Yes. And, um, you know, you were, you got a chance to, I believe you got to low A. Yeah, I got to uh short season. It's basically short season, right. short season, low A. Gotcha. And so like, um, what has that been like for you? You know, obviously going to college for three years, you get drafted, right? And then you move straight to the minor leagues. Like, has it, you know, we hear the stories about the minor league grind and, you know, the team buses and everything like that. Like, what has the experience been like for you? Well, I'm sure for a lot of guys, not including myself, it's probably a grind. But this is, I'm pampered compared to what I got, you know, <laughs> what I was used to in college. Not to say that I, I we got pampered at, at Hillsdale pretty well, especially for, you know, how much money our program gets in terms of like the funding from the school. But, uh, you know, I shout out to Eric and Gordy because those guys are doing a wonderful job there at Hills. I love those two guys. But uh, yeah, I feel pretty pampered when I, when I got to Spokane and when I was, you know, taking care of business, the, the food, the bus trips, everything, just the simple things like having your own bus seat and having room like that on every trip is, is amazing. Um, so I, I'm not, I wasn't really worried about when I got there in terms of like that stuff and getting used to it. However, like the talent level, when I got there, I went from a uh, great Midwest athletic conference pitching, which not the greatest, but not the, not the worst by any means, but not the greatest sure. to, you know, you know, advanced rookie ball right away. So that was kind of a shell shock at first, but you figure it out and then you make some changes on the upcoming season as well in the off season. And like I said, I went into spring training ready to roll and then, 
COVID hit. But uh, I, I enjoyed the season. It wasn't too much of a shell shock. Baseball is baseball. I think the only difference is it gets a little faster maybe. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't really notice much of a difference. Speaking, speaking of the road, Keith, me and you both love to, you know, go out and eat sometimes, right? Yeah. Where's, where's the go-to place for you when you're on the road, when you have an opportunity to go out and eat? Where are you going? Well, for me, for me, I'm a big, I'm a huge Jersey Mike's guy. Love Jersey okay. Mike's. I can almost eat that every day. Yeah. So there's, there's one about 15, 20 minutes away from here, I think. And I almost, I have that at least twice a week. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, so whenever there's a Jersey Mike's available or a decent cold sub shop that can kind of imitate it, I'll try to go there. Nice, nice. So kind of uh, for the 2020 season, obviously, you're getting your work in, it seems like. Uh, for 2021, what's kind of like your goals? Like what do you, what do you want moving forward? Um, Obviously, to probably make it to the big leagues, that's a you know, yeah. a gar- that's a guaranteed goal. goal. But just like on the you know, more of a a short term and like, what do you want to just get better at overall and like moving forward? Oh, okay. Um, obviously, uh, anytime we can hone our craft and get better in any aspect of the game is always a good one. Um, I struggle. So my biggest thing is during the season, I struggle to keep weight on. Believe it or not, it's really really hard for me to continue to keep weight on. And last year I went into spring training at my heaviest I had been. I worked really, really hard in the offseason. Another reason why I was so upset it got canceled. Um, I worked really, really hard in the offseason and got to almost – I was at 187 to about 190 and about six foot at 5'11", six foot. And was feeling really healthy, really good. And that went away really quickly when everything got closed out here because I didn't have any gym supplies at my house. And so, unfortunately, I – back down to where I usually just normally sit, you know, not working out too much. But uh, that's going to be my biggest goal is to get right there, maybe even heavier for this upcoming 2021 season um, and keep everything fresh. Right now, guys, I'll be honest with you, I feel really good. I feel like I could go play a big league game right now. That's so, awesome. That's what you love to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coming coming out of Michigan, obviously, very cold. Get a lot of snow sometimes. Uh, <laughs> what, what was the biggest challenge for you? Um, playing in high school and even at the collegiate level, um, trying to get work in, especially with, in those cold winter months. You know, you have other people that play baseball year-round down in the south, whether they be from Florida or Louisiana yeah. or wherever. What, what was the biggest challenge for you? Um, I think the biggest challenge in Michigan is, is, is definitely fighting off the cold weather in the early parts of the season. You know, unfortunately, you know, not everybody gets to play a hundred plus games a year like they do in California or Florida or somewhere where it doesn't, you know, it doesn't snow very often or get down to negative, you know, in the winter. So I think finding, finding the time to play that amount of games is really, really tough, you know, and, and that goes along with like your skill set and developing as you get older, because if you're playing more games as a 14 year old versus a 14 year old in Michigan, Florida and 14, chances are the kid's going to have more opportunities to play better and hone his craft and get better that it, in Florida rather than Michigan because you're not going to have as much time outside working and grinding and stuff like that. So sure. that's obviously metaphorically speaking, obviously some kids may be better in Michigan than Florida, but for the most part, I think it's the weather um, playing in Michigan's tough, but you get used to it. I mean, you can always throw on clothes and it's going to restrict you a little bit, but not too much. I used to wear sweatpants underneath my baseball pants at Hillsdale when it get, would get really, really cold. I'm sure. And those, uh, as long as I was warm, baseball was fine. I wasn't yeah. too upset. 
I'm sure in February, March, once the season started beginning and for college, it was uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> it was awful. I loved it. I loved playing with the boys, but it was awful. It was excruciating, especially if you have, I don't know if either of you guys have bad blood flow. You guys' hands get cold all the time. My hands are cold yeah. all the time. Yeah. So it That's was really stinging. tough. <laughs> yeah, all the 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> I see that you got your uh, Michigan uh, little banner up there. I, I go to Rutgers yeah. and uh, Michigan uh, really just kicked our butts for the last four years I've been there. <laughs> That's tough, man. It, I Look, it's been tough being a Michigan fan the last couple of years because Ohio State's been beating us into the ground. But it, I tell you what, it's not. it probably couldn't be worse than being a Rutgers fan. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. I remember uh, – I think it was – I think we lost, like, 45 to nothing yeah, this it was, past season. I could look it up, but it was it was ridiculous. I remember turning the game off, uh, like, the maybe, like, halfway through the second quarter or the third quarter, just be like, yeah, that's all right. Oh, I'm yeah, good. that's what everyone does. They go to the games, right, in the morning. Like, you know, you go at, like, a 12 o'clock game, you head over there, right, and you're always out by halftime because the team's down yeah. to, like, 40. And I'm so just like, okay, I'll see you later. <laughs> hopefully, Greg Schiano changed a little thing, a uh, few things around. Hopefully, but it's yeah, all good. Uh, we're we're definitely at the bottom of the Big Ten for sure. That's all right. <laughs> all right, Jamo, you have anything else? Anything else on your mind? Some... Not really. Is I guess we could do some like, questions. Little, little fun, rapid fire stuff. Sure, go for it. All right, my first one. I mean, we already talked about going out to eat and everything. Um, not sure if you're a fan of Mexican food or not, but this is one that, you know, I feel like a lot of people can kind of vibe with. What's your go-to Chipotle order? My go-to Chipotle order? Well, I'm a Doba guy. I like Cadoba. Right. Yes, sir. Me too. See, so <laughs> yep. where it's at. Um, my, my buddy Tristan from, uh, my buddy, one of my pitchers, Tristan's going to hate this because he loves Chipotle and like lives by it, like has it almost every day. I'm surprised they haven't given him like a lifetime card yet. <laughs> but uh i'm at, i'm right now i'm binging the double protein bowl it's got like go. chicken peppers lettuce cheese beans corn a bunch of stuff it's really really good just trying to pack the weight on that huh <laughs> yeah yeah we got to get the calories in yeah yeah yep. cars, man. <laughs> um i also have another question kind of a rapid fire thing which is kind of interesting uh so growing up who was your team favorite team and favorite player my favorite team, well, growing up, I'm, I mean, I'm originally from Warren, which is right out, which is basically Detroit. Um, so I grew up a Tigers fan, and my dad worked, in, worked down in Detroit for a long time for Chrysler, and uh, we had season tickets growing up for a long time. So That's I was sick. able to actually go to uh, the 06 playoffs, the World Series. My, the ball that, do you remember the ball that Maglio hit to walk off to go to the World Series? Yeah, the ball landed like five rows in front of my parents at the game. That's Damn. crazy. Yeah, so they're on the video. But, yeah, so I grew up a huge Tigers fan. I was a big Carlos Guillen fan. Okay. I don't know if you guys remember who he is. He yeah, 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 yeah. in Detroit for a long time. Uh, I got a – I have a Miggy Triple Crown framed picture over here. Uh, I got a V-Mart signed, uh, signed picture too. So I was a big, big Tigers fan growing up. But for the most part, I think Guillen was probably my favorite. I liked Granderson too. I was a big Grandy fan. He was a good dude. Me too. But, uh, yeah. Any of the 06, the 06 to 2012, I was really bought into the Tigers. So that was uh, yeah. really fun to see that, especially for, you know, a guy like my dad who's lived and breathed baseball his entire life to finally, he only got to watch him in 84. He got to actually watch him win a World Series, which I haven't done yet, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think for the most part, yeah, I was a Guillen fan. There you go. Um, I uh, 
I think that, you know, obviously growing up, you definitely got the uh, good, the great Tiger seasons, though. Uh, I, honestly, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, they didn't win, but those teams, years, were, yeah. those teams were loaded. You know, Prince they Fielder, V-Mart, uh, obviously Miguel Cabrera, Verlander. Crazy enough how they Three have Porcello. Or four young guys. Exactly. Porcello, Scherzer, and Verlander in the same the rotation. The fact that they didn't win a World Series in, it, what, 11 and 12 is – just blows my mind it's crazy when i'm talking to some of my friends right and like we just like discuss we always somehow bring up those teams we're like how on earth did the tigers not get a, a ring once and they lose I, to the wild card giants in like 2012 yeah. it's like how bad front office maybe i don't know i, I can't imagine <laughs> it be coaching and just bad baseball at the time i know you, you have max scherzer and verlander who are both you know first ballot hall of famers sitting there i'm like yeah come on it's like not possible <laughs> unreal Tough go. I mean, all right. I feel like people in the baseball community are always kind of split on this. Team Rawlings or Team Wilson? That's a good question. Ooh, that's a – all right, that's a tough one. So, I've always been a, an A2000 guy, A2000A2K guy, a Wilson guy my entire life. I got my first one my sophomore year of – freshman – no, my freshman year of high school. And that lasted me for, like, all, all, all throughout uh, high school. And then I ended up getting another one that lasted me all through high school and college. So I got it my sophomore year of high school and it I literally played with it through high school, through college, the same glove. But then I got a Rawlings. Um, we were supposed to get a customized Rawlings glove from one of our reps and they ended up messing up and a bunch of, this was a couple of years ago and a bunch of teams ended up not getting all their gloves. So they sent us a bunch of free pro stock ones. And I remember using that one most of my junior year and that glove was really nice. But I think I'm going to have to go with Wilson just because they're lighter. I'm more familiar with them, and they're made – I got a really, really tiny hands. So they, they make a, a model for uh, small hands. It's called the DP-15. It's Dustin Bedroya's model, and I use that one pretty often. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with the Wilson. Nice, nice. Um, how is it like, honestly, you know, now we're on the conversation. So you have the same bet from high school and college, and then you get a new one. How did that feel the yeah. first, like, few days? Probably pretty weird. <laughs> it, was, it sucked because I wasn't ready to get rid of my old one, unfortunately, <laughs> but it was time. Uh, it's you know what it, it reminds you remember you guys ever see Troy Tulowitzki's glove that he used for like 17 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's strung about eight times, got eight different holes yeah. in it. To, <laughs> beat the piss. The thing had yeah. holes all over it. It was great. That's kind of what it was like. The inside of my glove, there was like a hole in the thumb, a hole in the finger. I could like slide in like my fingers in different places. But it's just the a comfort. Glove was, it <laughs> it's was a comfort zone. But the glove was so perfect that no matter where I caught it, it was in the same spot every time. So I was so familiar with it. But uh, the time did come where I had to hang it up, and I don't know. I have it somewhere. I think it's in the attic. I have it somewhere. <laughs> but uh, the putting on that new glove was fun because it's it looks fresh, but it takes a while For to sure. break in. But yeah, I don't know. I, I've I've had I got a twenty twenty a two thousand last year, and I've been working with that one, and you know I love it. They feel the same after you break them in, so uh, I'm pretty excited. That's awesome. All right. Um... So I think, uh, you know, Jamo, you have anything else you want to, you know, mention, ask any questions? No, I think I'm all set. I think we got, we got some really good answers out of Jake. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, this was fun. This Jake, was really enjoyable. thank you for coming on. Uh, I, we definitely appreciate, you know, answering, you know, you know, uh, it's not easy and uh, being the first guest and stuff. And, you know, you just, you were excellent, dude. Like there's no way around it. You know, you get great answers, had a nice conversation, you know, had some fun, I hope. Um, dude, thank you so much again. Uh, you know, this is War Room episode two. Jamo, what day, 
What date? Friday. Friday, October 2nd. This is coming out. Make sure you like the right. YouTube channel. Give us a follow on Spotify. Come on. For sure, for sure. Jake, where can they find you? I'll be on there. <laughs> Gotta get on there. Jake, what's your socials? Where can they find you? <laughs> my social, I think my uh, Twitter and Instagram are both my name. It's just Jake Hoover, but the, the E in Hoover is a three. So Perfect. it's just a backwards. There you go. There's you can find Jake, you know, follow him, look at some Instagram highlights, stuff like that. He's got a slick glove. Uh, again, thank you so much for coming on. We really do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, appreciate you guys having me on here, man. This was a great time. Anytime course, you guys course. want me, give me a call, man. I'd love to come talk. Some Definitely, baseball. dude. Definitely. Awesome. All right, guys. That's episode two. We'll see you in the next one. Peace. See you.